biscuits. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> That's a good starting uh, phrase, whatever. Yes, yes. And we're live. This Hello. is episode nine now of oh the Star Wars Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Luca. And we've got our returning host, my best friend, AJ. Hello. <laughs> Always good to be here. I missed the last one. Yes, yes. Um, and it was kind of odd because me and Mike recorded like two episodes back to back, which we had no intention of doing, but we figured <laughs> we got we to gotta catch up. We got to catch up. Um, I mean, yeah, I, that's, the show has been out in its entirety now for a while. Yeah, it's over. Um, and some of the news since, uh, what is it? And uh, what it, Mandalorian season three trailer is out now. Yep. So I can't wait for um, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. That just means we've got a. Are we going to start with Mandalorian season three? Rewatching that? I think we we're just... going to start with season three because there's no way we're going to be able to catch up in time of oh. one and two. Right. We'll start in three, but you need to sit down and watch one and two. Yeah. Really engage with it and understand mm-hmm. it. And then you can give all the flack you want when we're going through three. Right, right. Um, I've already watched season one and two. And rewatch it. You personally know my thoughts on that but we have to rewatch it together um so that way you can just talk shit about me the entire time i'm just gonna be angry and i'd rather let that anger <laughs> present itself here you know yes. naturally like all good relationships make sure you tweet at us at sw rewatch pod on twitter um shoot us an email at or again i always say at before the email address i don't know why star wars rewatch podcast at gmail.com shoot us a message just to say hello or Whatever you want to say oh, no. to us. Yeah, in whatever language you'd like to say. Uh, yet um, again, I don't believe anybody other than us is, is listening. And <laughs> besides a few uh, Ukrainian and or Russian bots. Um, <laughs> we know that their drones are up to snuff. Um, or their Iranian drones, whatever they may be. Oh, um, sorry, we're dating the show. This is supposed to be available for thousands of years from now. So that way, those in another They're distant never galaxy. Anybody listen to this in Russia if you talk about the drones <laughs> yes. in Ukraine. <laughs> so this was Andor episode nine, uh, titled "Nobody's Listening." Nobody's um, listening. And again, I think it's kind of cool that in every episode of the show, somebody says the title of the of the episode. Um, yeah. So that way you can. I, I don't know why. It's just I think it's clever that they do that. I like it. I, I, I it, it gives a little bit of a connection and some insight into what the episode's going to be like if you're actually looking at what the the title is. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't ever look at what the title of episodes of any show right. are, but I have a little bit of a, a reason to now. Like, oh, nobody's listening. All right, what might this be tying to? Right, right. And, exactly. In this case, it's tying to the prison, which we'll we'll get into. So, um, why don't we do this? Since you weren't here for the last two episodes when me and Mike recorded, why don't you give your quickly recap those two episodes what we what you know about it like okay the the last episode um prior to that uh so it's it's uh the 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 larger strokes right it's is, the announcement or announcement is, is the seven yeah and then, it's it's cassian getting you know out scot-free essentially mm-hmm. he he'd what visited his mom briefly talked to her she's like no it's rebellion time yo and she's just yeah you know, just hard, like that hard, exactly like that. i'm pretty sure those are the exact words that she used <laughs> yes. um and he's just like no i'm i'm, I'm not it's rebellion time i'm 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 not involved i'm not a part of that so he's essentially on like white person vacation and mm-hmm. you know it's like he's visiting mexico things aren't great but he's in the right resort area so he'll be fine yes. um <laughs> don't leave the resort and you'll be 
be fine. And that's what happens. He leaves the resort. Uh, he gets you know pulled into, if I'm remembering correctly here, uh, into being a suspect when he did absolutely nothing. He's just on vacation. He gets falsely accused and mm-hmm. then imprisoned. And this all ties back to what the ISB did, where they're like, oh, we think there's some rebels. Well, it's time to you know crack down really hard on anybody. Right. It, you, we're going to resentence people who have done different crimes and put them into jail longer. Yeah, where, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it was. And it's, it's so cool to see that design mm-hmm. of, of the, the beginning of the empire falling apart because right. they create their own problems, which is, is a, an interesting parallel to totalitarianism in modern day and why it doesn't run well when it's a ruthless regime. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really liked that. I, I felt like a realistic, you know, grounds in, into that that beginning of the te- deterioration of the empire. So that was announcement, and then yep. the next episode was Narkina Five. So he, give you a quick summary he, of that. Yep, he ends up, uh, you know, going to prison. Right, he, he's he's in that whole. Uh, uh, where is it again? I forget where it is. Narkina Five is the name of the that's, planet. That's the name of the. And planet. they just kind of randomly sort him, you know, after he's been sentenced to six years in prison. And they're just like, where, where, where are you from? And it was like, Narkina 5, there you go. And they just send him off. And yeah. that's it. So where now he's um, making, you know, hip replacements for at Adas. Yeah, uh, yeah, something <laughs> like that. ATATs, whatever the fuck it is. Right, right. And in this episode, he's still uh, he's still in prison. Um, he is. And I don't know, in the, in the previous episodes, they've kind of just highlighted like, okay, the floor is electrified. Um, the guards are wearing, you know, special napoleon dynamite boots so right. that way they, <laughs> they got uh, the rubber boots on yeah, yeah yeah they make that very clear so they're pointing out all this stuff there of like how they're imprisoned yeah. and it's kind of just subconsciously telling us the viewer like how they're going to break out of this because they know it's electricity in one way or another and then they're like okay well the guards are you know protected somewhat some of them yeah uh but we'll get in we'll get into the kind of the the little they're things that we pointed the, out the, the, the mechanics of how this prison functions and yeah what will eventually be the the mechanics that are, are are used to break out i'm sure so since you gave the summary of those two episodes just kind of your i, I don't know do you have any other thoughts on the previous two episodes what you saw I, that kind of jumped thought out were, i thought they were good episodes yeah. i i um it adds a lot of tension for you know what's going on with cassian and forcing mm-hmm. him back into this situation just kind of as things have devolved uh, across the galaxy, essentially, right. right? Retroactively, do you want to add your how many lightsabers do you want to give each episode? Uh, I'll give each one of them a four because they're still okay. incredibly interesting. And by the end of it, the end of it, you're looking to watch the next one. You're interested mm-hmm. and engaged. It's not necessarily the one, two, three act uh, that we've been seeing because I, f- I feel like we're on, going on like the fourth episode here right, now of, of, right. of building up to something. Which I mean, I also have no problem with that so far because it's engaging. It's, mm-hmm. it's now a prison break. We had a heist off. Uh, we've got a prison break. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've we've had a big action getaway. Yeah, we had know. the daring escape. At yeah. the, uh, the we've had so three. many different tropes, and it's it's been fun. I've mm-hmm. I've liked every single one of them, so I'm here for it. Yeah. So um, you want to give a summary of uh, this episode? Real quick uh, that jump was into the that characters? was my next thing. So yeah, in this episode, um, again, I watched it. I watched it before you came here, and then we just we just rewatched it now. This is the first and time I've seen this episode. Ah, perfect. Um, so, uh, again, sometimes I, I try to keep my eyes on the TV at all times and avoid writing stuff down on the first viewing. And then on the second time around is when I've got my my notepad ready. But, um, yeah, Nobody's Listening um, is the name of this episode. I think I said that up top. Yep. But you've got the um, Empire again. Um, and they're... Sorry, I have to add that in there um, for flavor text. <laughs> but 
they're really focusing on the prison uh, again. As I mean, Anders 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 in prison. They really have nowhere to go. Um, In the previous episode, you saw you know prisoners communicating with each other, and uh, they keep saying the name Melshi, and um, I know the name Melshi was in uh, Rogue One uh, at some point on his little comlink Andor says Melshi, Melshi, or somebody says the name Melshi when they're talking to the, you know, rebels that have snuck in on the base at Scarif. Okay. But one of the first prisoners that you see um, after Andor says he's going on his bathroom break, well, we won't won't go too detailed into that, but it's just him in the prison, prison, more prison life. Um, So that's Andor's kind of story, like his day-to-day in prison and what's going on Shanks in in the bathroom, don't Uh, drop the soap. It's prison. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then you've got these other story with uh, Mon Mothma, and she's got this problem with this money, this 400,000 credits that have been, you know, debited that have just disappeared off the books and she's enlisted her uh friend uh tay karna tal um, the banker yeah (laughs) she's got her friend the banker who we uh we see where he's from and uh they mention it cerulean or something like that uh what would we do without you everybody wants to know where he's from yeah where is he from luca Uh, cerulean okay what is their primary export from that system (laughs) Um, system of government. Uh, are is there any grain? Is it grain? Do they export grain? Yeah, any type of starship that they're known for. Um, <laughs> regardless, so we uh, see some of that. We y- see y- Vel come and visit her as well. Yeah. So her then cousin. the um, yeah, her cousin Vel. So it's kind of just the balance of stories between um, Mon Mothma and what's going on with her and her set of problems that she has to deal with, and then Andor and his set of problems and, and what some he has of the to ISP. deal with. And then yeah, okay. Then you've got the third spoke. The other third story is. Um, what's going on with the ISB. And uh, again, they bring in fucking Karn again. Don't it's talk like, about it yet. I can't, I can't wait. But I, yes, <laughs> Karn's involved and it's a lot. I'm, it's starting to become my favorite part because <laughs> oh it's gosh. so like ridiculous, but fun. I, it's, I, I, I feel like you hate it, but I'm starting to love it. <laughs> so I'm again, I'm like, we'll, why we'll is he still it. here? We'll, we'll but, get into it. Uh, we'll get into it. So I guess that's just our brief summary. It's just more of, again, they're, setting the stage. They're, it's, yeah, it's, setting it's, an, the stage. it's another setup episode. It is. Um, it's a fun. It's a fun one because you, yeah, you really you're, you're getting more and more entwined with what are the dilemmas of each one of the characters yeah. and how they're progressing and where they're going with it and, and, and everything. It's a fun progression. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I feel like I really want to start off with Bix just because she's really so, in the first first part of the the episode here and, and poor poor Bix. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's her because she got captured in the previous episode. She gets captured um, and now she's being interrogated. Her with, buddy was interrogated. Um, you think you think waterboarding might still be a thing? <laughs> no, it's it's making somebody listen to audio clips mm-hmm. of alien children dying. Yeah, this was just fucked it's up fucking and metal evil. as hell. Yeah. So dark, so dark, so evil. Using the screams of aliens, children as torture is what I, I wrote down. Like just the imagination to that of like, what about these screams induces this like sense of trauma and terror in like a human mind where it does that. It's just, it's such a, a, a creative and I've never obviously I've heard of like a torture technique like this, you know, uh, where it's, it's, it's an something that you can't, cause they talk about, uh, the, the evil doctor, I'm going to, mm-hmm. he has to have a German, uh, accent for me. Um, Dr. Gorst. <laughs> Gorst. Uh, 
he he talks about where they got this clip from, right? Mm-hmm, where it says mm-hmm. where uh, the 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 people who first heard it were hiding under a little crawl space in the bridge of where they were because it was so bad, and it's just like hearing the anatomy of it and the development of this like fucking soundbite that's supposed to be crazy like that is just it's wild. I thought yeah. that was really really unique. I, it was really cool. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pro torture, but if you're going to use torture, I mean, the cries of alien children, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, uh, again, they're starting with, uh, Daedra again. And, uh, the whole scene, uh, is pretty dark. Um, yeah, there's no, I think the only person that has any light on the side of her face is Bix and it's on like one side of her face, but Daedra, the entire scene is just in shadow. So like you can't see any light on top of her in front of her or anything like that. Which yet again, they consistently keep doing with the ISB agents. It's great. They, They give them that like daunting kind of skeletal look to their face with the the great lighting and shadowing like just little things like that add so much character to the expression and the the characters themselves i love that that tells you so much about that they care about the intricacies of how a shot looks Mm -hmm. right and and that you you just can't help but to appreciate as the viewer she's also like her face is also like just perfect for acting because like when she's She's, you know, got her hands behind her back the whole time. Yeah. And then she's leaning into Bix's face and just talking to her. And she's got, you know, the way they show her teeth, the way her thin lips, lips kind of curl yes. around her teeth. She's, she's got those and thin lips. At one point, she like raises an eyebrow ever so slightly at uh, Bix. And then like you could tell she gets kind of mad at one point because like this muscle in her face twitches. twitches. It, yeah, it's, it's really creepy, really, really creepy. Very and then you've got the Dr. Gorse guy that's got the, you know, sinister grin. Like they're, you know, they're grigging their hands like super villains and they're taking yes. delight in what they're about to do. They're like, oh man, this new torture technique, it's so effective. <laughs> it's, it's so like, cool. You will not believe it. It's Let like, me we're tell not going <laughs> to physically hurt you. It's like, but just strap these on yeah. your head and we're gonna give We're going to put this listen. VR headset on you and yeah. then you're going <laughs> to enjoy this. It's kind of like, I wonder what, uh, you know, eventually they make some innovations in torture because we see how (laughs) Han Solo is tortured where he's, you know, tied to something and his hands are strapped behind him. But much yes. more traditional, whereas this is this is feels very much like uh, the in, the intelligence branch of uh, uh, mm-hmm. a government. This feels very much like a, a, a sci fi thing to do. And that's why it's so well designed. And I, I really appreciated that in particular. Mm-hmm. It's some real flavor and, and nefarious, just evil, just black and white. Very. These are the bad guys, the ultimate. Yeah, you know, it's uh, clear. Bad guys that, that, that believe in what they're doing for their own motivations and their own what they believe is right. So mm-hmm. they feel like real people, not just like, mm, I'm I'm the bad guy. Uh, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's not so two dimensional. They're they, not they feel fleshed out. Even the doctor felt fleshed out because he's like, you know, this is something that we're studying and it's important. Like right, it right. seemed important to him what he had designed <laughs> and developed there, this fucking evil dying alien children headset yeah like it's it just adds such complexity or, or just depth i should say he to, was to proud of it uh-huh. he was he was proud of it he, he honest to god was it's almost he was like looking for feedback like, we got this 5.1 surround sound heavy <laughs> on the base um <laughs> that dolby <laughs> um okay but yeah so so bix ends up hearing this and and by the time it's over she's you know like uh, drooling out the mouth and, and clearly looks like she's been you know, racked over and, yeah, and yeah. she's given up everything she's But they haven't touched known. her, which is yeah, also kind have, of interesting. They haven't touched her. All they had to do was put on that headset. What uh, um, the next scene they jump into. Um, so that's poor Bix. Yeah, that's that's the state of Bix. Um, 
And, oh, what is it? The other thing, um, they're still trying to uncover this network, and they're still trying to find out who Luthen is. That was the whole point of that. Yes, they're trying um, to find out like, the body. Yes, Daedra goes into such detail about, well, you he had six, you had six face-to-face encounters with the buyer, mm-hmm. and then uh, Cassian Andor ran off, escaped the planet with the buyer mm-hmm. after doing a great amount of damage, and your your friend dies. Right. You get injured. You know, it sounds like there's a whole lot more to these relationships than what you're letting on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're very interesting. That's the that's the only uh, thing that I wish we they had had time to to put in there is a little bit with the buyer because he's my favorite character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they, they they're very much hot on the heels of trying to find out who the buyer is. Yeah, um, that was the big takeaway from that scene. It's like they still don't know who the buyer is and they'll they'll talk more about it. The next scene is uh back to the prison again and uh again they're building the same cog or gear or whatever the hell hip it was. replacement they're, for giant mech. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're like uh easy on that. They're grinding the gears of the fucking at at walkers. Um <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just got hip dysplasia now because <laughs> of uh, uh if you don't put this thing together right, it could be one of the joints for where the knees connect or where the hips connect. Yeah. I mean, these things are just so I, I don't know, uh random mm-hmm. it, it, you can't discern what the hell they're used for and that's great though right because it makes you realize just like they're so these prisoners are so just worthless in the eyes of the empire right that, like we're using these prison camps to, to assemble like whatever random gear piece that goes into a random starship thing x and you know that's all they're being used for it's been outsourced to this prison labor so essentially. on one side of the prison we find out they're assembling them and then on the other side of the prison we find out they're just taking them apart they're like strip these things apart <laughs> sort all the pieces and that's it your job's your job's done um <laughs> that would be some shit that would happen that way yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we find andor you want to tell us what he uh because he kind of steps away from the table yeah um andor you start to get the snippets of him uh beginning his his path here to to break out mm-hmm. um i don't remember when or where if they showed it that he got this kind of like sawing shiv looking thing mm-hmm. and you can see that he's starting to break into some of the mechanical uh, uh pieces that are in uh one of the like stations behind a a, 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 a you know faceplate whatever yeah he goes the to wall. the bathroom or something like yeah, that because he's, he's like i'm taking my break or something like that or i don't know what he says but yeah it's when the guards aren't around goes over there and starts sawing away at some of the uh, mechanical like wiring in the wall there right they don't know what the wires do but they want to get in there start cutting into it and start probing it and find out what's yeah. what like what electrifies the floor he, he's he's ready to break out and he's trying to find out you know uh, it seems like you just said essentially yeah um, and then the, the other prisoner that he talks to um Actually, uh, no, we, I'm, I'm trying to read my notes chronologically. Well, it, 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 we don't have to do chronological. We can just go off of the characters. Yeah, so we'll the, get back to Cassian. So that you get to see some of that and, and some of the tension that's building with uh, the, the prisoner team that he works with as they're putting stuff together. They've got an older gentleman that is a part of the team, and you're starting to see what looks like some, some fatigue on him, and he's not doing so well, right? Yeah. But when you're doing, what, 12-hour shifts, whatever the hell that is that they mm-hmm. do of nonstop putting together random hip replacement cog, uh, it, it I'm sure it wears on you, right? The guy looks like he's in his 70s. So yeah, you get yeah. to see a little snippet of that. And then... Uh, uh, it's a Ma- hint to his mental state. Yeah, That's what it, it is. is. They're, they're, they're setting the, the stage there for, for how he's doing, um, which more comes uh, more, more comes later on in the episode. But then it, it goes over to Mon Mothma, and let, let's, let's talk about what's going on with her. Um, Mon Mothma, like you were talking about earlier, she's mm-hmm. uh, working with her, 
her banker buddy uh, yeah. to essentially try to hide and and make sure that her records aren't obvious and get her in trouble and essentially, of course, you know, tortured and killed, mm-hmm. um, if not just in prison for life. Uh, uh, this four hundred thousand credits that I have, you know, been used for whatever funding here with the buyer and all that, where she's gotten herself financially involved in the beginnings of the, the, the rebellion and trying to make a difference. But one of the cool parts is it starts off with her again being at the Senate and people are just like, nope, we don't care. We, we're rich, fat. It feels like the United States Senate. We don't care. Uh, well, you hear people actively booing her yes. and then some people are actively supporting her. And then um, when they show the... Uh, the little pods that they float around in. Yeah. You see like a light on lights it. off. Yeah. You see a light on it, just shut off. And then the Senator just walk out. Yeah. Um, so it's her pleas are clearly falling on deaf ears for some people. And Mostly deaf ears. It feels like then, Mostly I, deaf ears. I, I don't know. It kind of makes me wonder if the people that are leaving are the ones that are shouting, no, you're long live the empire. And then they just shut off, tune off and then go, I don't have time for this Senate session. Like I don't, Whatever, whatever they should. It's plans just on like the United on. States it's, Senate. It's they're, not happening. They're, they're being lobbied by <laughs> whomever in the empire. And these senators and, are in session for a long time. Because um, every every episode, well, I don't know if every episode we've seen her go and talk to them, but this is this is the second time that I recall. But uh, but it was the, the, essentially the same thing, falling on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. People weren't listening. This one, it's it's more aggressively. Yeah, that people yeah. aren't listening because the, the the last time people weren't yelling out. Right. They just didn't look like they were engaged. Right, they right, weren't exactly. listening. It was falling on deaf ears. This one, people are saying, get fucked, yeah, uh, yeah. empire for life. Boo. Yeah, and then just turning off their, their lights and, and stepping away. Like, it's much more divisive and, and, and separated. There's a lot more division, it seems like, in the Senate. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty brutal. Everything um, is... Nope. Do you use that one already? This is the, yeah, that's the empire one. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just going through the soundboard trying to find something that would make sense. You're good. Um, but yeah, just just prior to that though, um, well, Vel Vel comes in too. Let's let's finish Daedra out, or not Daedra, Mon Mothma. Uh, Vel comes uh, 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 to visit right. her, her her cousin, and they kind of reaffirm with one she's, another. And she's definitely surprised by it too, yes. which uh, I don't think uh, is good that this is going down this way. Um, but you're learning a little bit more about Vel's character because um, again, a couple episodes ago, we see Vel and Cinta on. Yeah. Ferrix looking for um, Andor, and we also know that uh, we also know that uh, Cinta is still there, and she's keeping an eye on Bix. That was yeah. something that also happened in uh, one of the previous episodes. So, well, the buyer wants keep Andor, that, right? Keep he, that in the back of your mind. Kill him, doesn't he? Uh, get rid of him, so there's no connection to the buyer. Um, and I'm trying to think of whose idea that was. I thought, no, yeah, that was uh, um, uh, Clea. That was uh, Clea and Luthen are the ones that are like, look. Andor's a loose end. We got to do something about yeah. him. And Luthen and has that's no problem when, with it. And that's when Clea, um, who again, smoke show, just like Vel yeah. is, um, when she's not in her Both very beautiful women. terrorist fatigues, um, <laughs> her terrorist out form, um, her terrorist outfit. Uh, so they meet each other and she's like, you got to hunt down, you got to hunt down Andor. And yeah. then we see Vel talking to Mon Mothma for some reason, which kind of seems like a weird, unnecessary risk that they would I was place the her same in thing. her house. Why is she um, she coming there to just... Because they don't talk about anything that's like, hey, this is this critical mission that we've got going mm-hmm, on. It's mm-hmm. more like Mon Mothma saying, what's going on? What is Luthen trying to make you do? Vel being like, I don't know, who? She's like, who? Yeah, and not giving her any information, but reaffirming that what they are doing is... Mm-hmm. 
all that you can do and the right thing to do if you're looking at it from the angle of like the the rebellion and trying to take down the evil empire if you look at it from that perspective that's where they see themselves as the underdog heroes doing what is the right thing to do yeah she meets with one mothma and then uh after they talk a little bit and you know vel yeah. gives the her daughter a gift um before she sees her out of uh, her apartment she tells him, she's like, make sure you behave as a spoiled rich girl. She's like, just keep up appearances. Remind everyone that you're a spoiled rich girl. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that was the line. Yep. Um, and there's more on that later because there's a scene with them, with Vel. Um, and again, I'm forgetting Mon Mothma's husband's name, but I know he's a dick. Yes, the uh, raging douche from <laughs> sitting at the table there. And... Um, yeah, he has a, he has a great line, but, uh, I think Bell just takes it kind of in stride, which she does, which is great. It's actually Um, saying that she has less value because she's getting older and she's not, you know, married. But that was an even bigger fuck you that she didn't react to it. She's like, yeah, whatever. Um, well, that's what you do with people like that, right? You make them, you you show them that what they're saying and doing does not affect you or impact you mm -hmm. uh, as far as like an emotional reaction. And that's the only way that you can handle like massive narcissists like that. We get more development um, from Andor. Uh, I'm sorry, not Andor. Uh, Andor and uh, Kino uh, Loy. That's the name of the um, prison yeah, that, floor that, manager. Well, that was essentially everything for Mon Mothma. You see that she's trying to work out with the banker. Mm-hmm. What's going on with that 400000 Well, the I guess the big note to take away still yet there is they mention uh, the Davos Skolden, which Davos is Skolden. essentially like some sort of mobster. The banker essentially gives her the advice of the only person you can work with to try to hide these funds and make it not be obvious whenever the, the Empire comes in to start uh, reviewing your financial accounts is to sit here with, you know, Al Capone and, yeah. and work out some, you know, backroom deal here. And she's understandably incredibly hesitant to that. Mm-hmm. So that's where the direction is going with, with Mon Mothma. Yeah. It's, um, cause now, um, She's trying to keep her, well, I don't know. Is she trying to keep her hands clean? I don't know. She's not necessarily trying to keep her hands clean. She's still engaged and and very much adamantly. You can see as she's representing that in in the Senate, Mm -hmm. even though it's falling on those loud uh, boos and what have you, that she's still trying to do what she believes is the right thing. And Vel reaffirms. The right way. Yeah. But also, you know, she's, she's got that public face. But then, yeah, in the background, she's, you know, funneling money to terrorists and rebels that are... And Vel's reaffirming to her, we're fighting fighting the dark. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what she says, the dark. Yeah, fighting the good fight as well. Um, So, yeah, then we cut over to uh, Andor again, back in prison. Let's talk about Daedra. I want to talk about Daedra and Karn. Okay, and then we can then we can talk everything about Cassian because most of the episode ends up being like the the second half of the episode is like all Cassian, mm-hmm. it's all Andor. So so Daedra in the ISB. Yeah, we'll talk about Karn in a second, but uh, ISB is hot on the trail of trying to track down Andor. Mm-hmm. They essentially are seeing all of these things from these uh, wonderful VR headset alien children uh, death screams, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, torture. They're finding out everything that they need to find out from people on Ferrix there. That's the name, right? Ferrix? Ferrix yeah. is the planet where he's uh, from. From, well, from all the people that they're, they're well, where he was, all the people that they're torturing to find out information. They're seeing how intertwined this web is with uh, relationships between Andor and, and the buyer, mm-hmm. and then where that connects to Aldani. Right. And they call that out, where now they're getting the connections to that whole uh, uh, theft, that whole operation, and Eldani. So they're starting to un- unwind all of that, and they're, and they're, they're figuring it all out. Mm-hmm. And with that, we get the fun part 
of of <laughs> Daedra and Karn. So yeah, the budding romance. Yeah, we find out that uh, Sybil Karn has been promoted again. His uh, his uh, again, his mother's very proud of him, and we find their yes. goofy relationship. Um, she pours him more cereal. She's yeah. so proud of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. She's like double <laughs> rations for you. Um, now that you've been promoted and we can afford it, he's so creepy. He's um, just everything about his mannerisms and his looks and the, the way he like just moves around on, and as his character. He's just so creepy. Yeah, and it gets creepier. Um, sure because, does <laughs> because. Uh, now we find him uh he hasn't you know he was already warned in the previous episode to leave it alone you know yeah. you've provided all the information that you that you possibly could you're you not were, involved in this you were helpful to the empire and the isb you know gold star for you but for right. him that's not enough so now he's uh he's cornering uh daedra um on her commute to work, to work. Um, yeah <laughs> he's of all, stalking of all her um why uh and I, I think I'm trying to think if you've seen something similar to this. Um, have you played Battlefront Two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the campaign. Have you played any of it? Yeah. Um, I've played it. I don't think I was able to beat it because I was just like, "Ugh, this is OG awful." OG or the new one? Uh, so I'm talking about the new, new one where they added a story to I, it. I haven't played much of that. I just played, you know, all of the the, the campaigns and all. Again, that it got a lot of bad OG. press when it released because of surprise, the surprise. surprise mechanics that. Uh, you know, the rebranding of loot boxes in the UK when they yeah. testified before uh, Parliament. And the guy's like, you call it, he's like, call it what you want. It's still gambling. You're putting gambling in yeah. children's games that it are is. rated E it's for everyone. exactly what it is. This is off topic, but we're talking about the story in that because I think there is a couple scenes in the game when you're on Coruscant. And I'm trying to think, there is something like... Um, like a, a a hollow a hologram projecting something because when you pull up you see the hollow the hologram of like the imperial logo or something or the imperial okay. navy yeah um you see that being projected in front of the building that she's uh walking up towards and then yeah Karn corners her and he's like uh, he's like listen um you know thanks for the promotion she's like yeah that wasn't me <laughs> he's like well my boss thinks it was so thank you for, uh, really um. And I don't know if it's in his own head that, well, it's obviously it's in his very own. clearly in his own head. This, yeah. this imagining, uh, imagining this, this like love upset, not obsession, but it kind of comes across as a bit of an obsessive, mm -hmm. like thought process of you, you've got to find Andor, you've got to stop these evil people that are impacting the empire yeah. and this self-righteous ways. He continues down that same lane of self-righteous delusion. Um, and now he's got yeah, this. Yeah, that's what it is. It's, it, the, it's this delusion um, that he has. Um, and, and now he's got this uh, personification of the, all of that mm -hmm. in Daedra. Yeah. Who is now like, he's like, oh, I just, I just want you to stomp on my balls. I'll do anything <laughs> for you. You'll fucking whip me, beat me. You've, you've inspired me. You've shown me that um, if life is worth living. Like, yeah, he, yeah. He, he's, he essentially says all of that in so many words. Like, you, you're giving me the inspiration to keep going because I know the good fight's going on, essentially. And, and she seems swayed in moments. Like, she does a really, the, the actress does a really good job of, of portraying emotion without saying anything. Mm -hmm. Many parts of where he's like confessing this like love lust obsession that's intertwined with his theology. He's so clearly brainwashed by you know himself. this fascism, yes, uh, and you know believes it, you yes. know, true and true, you know, blood and bones, truly to his core, bones and all, yeah. as they say on the <laughs> Jeselnik and Rosenthal Vanity Project, um, which is another podcast I listen to. Shout out to them, uh, give it a listen if uh, you're a big fan of Anthony Jeselnik. 
It's like this. It's him and his best friend just bullshit a million times better. <laughs> yeah, and bullshit and much better production value and bullshitting about the news and whatnot. And he's actually a funny person. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> of course he is. But back on track, we um, got we got Karn essentially confessing his. Uh, I want you to be not my, confessing, professing, yeah, professing his, his uh, professing his. I, I I want you to be my my dom, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. love while we try to capture all the rebels uh, against the empire and you know spank me, beat me. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's quite sure. intense, and he yeah. has almost like his head's almost shaking and almost tearing up mm-hmm. as he's like confessing this. You and, notice that too, yeah. yeah. Around his eyes, and, he was just like he's in, grabbing her arm, and you can see that she's a little moved by his actions, but she's also like you know I'll put your ass in prison mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. keep harassing me if if you show up here again if you you if you're stalking me are you stalking like it's just wild it's clear that he's a very obsessive right. person and you know what but it's it's mirroring her because she's a super yes. obsessive person it, too because she's exactly. putting in the you know unpaid overtime to go through the records and she has her little lackey Again, that's with her too she's the personification she's like, she's like what do you think one more file <laughs> that we crack open and um, you know see if we get in prison nothing gets me um, going like uh spreadsheets y- um, yeah yeah exactly it, and he kind of they kind of smirk at each other and they're like oh all right <laughs> <laughs> well she's in a, in such a position of power and authority in in something that he sort of had for a while with the the corporate end mm-hmm. and what that he truly values he believes is important that's something that he values at its most because it gives him meaning yeah. to his life even and more or less says she's the golden girl right yeah. now so um, he wants she's that work- daedra booty yeah yeah and she's just she's working normal hours now where all her minions are working you know overtime to achieve what she wants and you know she gets there her coffee's waiting for her she's you know she opens the door and they're like giving her reports as soon as she walks in yeah because even her even her subordinates know that she's on the up and up now and now yeah. that she's the golden girl it's like okay yeah what do you need what do you need what do you need they're they're, they're, on they're her. being intuitive to what her needs are so like that like you just said the right subordinate, right after the car because thing. they want to get promoted too right um, and this is same yeah and this is after she's already been warned by her superior you know you've you've bloodied the nose of your you know colleague your uh who's an equal of yours he's like counterpart now yeah. now you've got to watch out because um all this ambition you know where is it going to get you somebody's going to try to claw you back well, at some point it's symbiotic with with her underlings there uh but mm-hmm. you know it's it's seeing the whole inner mechanization mechanisms of uh machinations or what have you of of the isb and and what they're doing and, and the they're giving briefings to i forget the main guy the old guy his name uh oh man it's go ahead and look a, it up it's always but a pain they're, in the ass. they're giving the briefings to him and he's essentially saying yes you know fake this go along with this that you know this plan uh and and keep moving forward to find out more information like they're they're really part, heavily part of gas major part of gas that's his rank that's I'm never going to remember that. It's so terrible. Uh, I know. He's the, um, but I didn't know this. Um, I think I mentioned this to Mike on the last episode. So there's two Game of Thrones characters that are now in um, in this show. So Major Major Partagaz is the evil yep. maester wizard guy. Yep, he's the but necromancer. You know, yeah, yeah, he's the necromancer. But did you know that Vel was in the show um, as well, that actress? That must have been briefly. She was, uh, she was the one that was... Um, torturing or beating up on Arya that was like sweet girl um that's uh, who she was yeah i know i just okay. found that out in the last episode yeah. me and mike were looking yeah, that yeah. up well shit i haven't watched game of thrones since it came out uh, yeah, so, yeah yeah <laughs> but anyway 
disappointment. So what's your prediction for Karn and for uh, Mira? Oh, Miro? I hope they both fucking start banging full leather <laughs> ball gag fucking he's getting pegged i hope it's the full nine yards and with that i hope they both end up being each other's mutual doom because uh-huh. that she is on a path of continual career success as long as she's not too aggressive mm-hmm. but she seems to share many of the same self-destructive ideations of of uh, you know this is how things should be we need to get rid of these rebels we need to stop. like it's it's right. truly a fundamental part of her her personality of what she believes is not only to to best her career but also what she believes to be is right and what should be right done. right exactly you know, and he's the same way again she's the personification uh in a, a form of authority that he wants mm-hmm. you know he covets her as a as a person as an individual as a woman in her position he just wants that right um, right and and i truly think and i hope this i think personally feel like this would be great writing as if they were the ones that were mutually uh you know doomed one another through their involvement i i, I feel like that would very much so conclude two characters that share those self-destructive similarities and their extremist ideas of of what's the right thing this is uh- I don't know. This is now that they've brought them together like this again, or at least Karn has brought himself to, you know, but again, it's the creators of the show that are bringing them together again. And why and how this is going to pan out is going to be really interesting. I want to see a scene where she's waking up and he's got a little bowl (laughs) of cereal. It's got the blue milk in it. And he's just like, here, baby, my mom made this for you. He's got the sheet wrapped around his waist (laughs) while he's, you know, making her, um, do you put milk in your scrambled? Uh, it's just a little off his shoulder. It's like white girl Instagram here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, um, that's that's what up. I'm hoping for. That's no, that's, no, that's, that's what you're that's hoping. That's my for. prediction. Okay. I hope it happens. If it doesn't happen, uh, happen. Fuck you, Disney. Mm-hmm, that's how mm-hmm. it needs to go. Um, so <laughs> I guess we could talk a little bit more about the prison. Yes. Um, now we we can come back. So that's pretty much everything that happens with with Deja, right? Well, she, the last the last thing they do is uh, they find out that they've caught somebody with the so they've tracked down all the stolen stuff yeah and then they've captured a pilot hauling one of these stolen items and uh, just on a routine customs check is the way they describe it right and now they're like oh yeah uh we tortured him he said this uh you know it's going headset on him (laughs) yeah yeah we we tortured him he said this we found out this and it's going to somewhere spell something um wherever yeah whatever some system and it's like how are we going to take advantage of this information because we've got the ship we've got the pilot they're both alive like do we kill him do we blow up the ship do we you know scuttle it or whatever and they're like no 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 um yeah follow the ship or disable the ship or something like that and then just let it drift into the shipping lanes and somebody you know somebody has to recover it and then you know obviously put a tracking device on the ship to find out where it goes and so they come up with this idea of how to make it look like it's not there them being involved Mm -hmm, so that somebody mm -hmm. just it it doesn't realize it they get it and they can follow it yeah it's their whole little like you know scheming behind the scenes yeah for, for intelligence here yeah they're probing i'm sorry i had to use the word probing when uh the probe droid is uh <laughs> it's deep, very appropriate deep booping very appropriate so so that's yeah. daedra that's karn um that's kind of where we leave off with them yeah. yeah and then um but yeah in prison uh there's a few more characters that we see talking with Andor. And again, this is earlier in the episode. Um, the character's name uh, that uh, we say, uh, what's his name? Taga, T-A-G-A, is the one who's, who's doing co- the fucking prison sign language. He's yeah. doing the prison sign language <laughs> from across. He's kind of always doing this. And I'm like, isn't that what the fake sign language guy that uh, uh, 
This is a classic fake sign language <laughs> move right here. Um, so far as I've seen, anybody that's ever been caught not being able to do sign language always reverts to this one. Um, but again, nothing. It's so that's him. Um, his name mm-hmm. is Taga, and then um, Burnock is the one. Uh, so after Cassian goes to. Uh, the bathroom or whatever, and is starting to try and saw away at the conduit and access the electrical system. Yeah, uh, Burnock is his name. They don't say his name, but I looked it up. His name is the uh, his name is Burnock. Him and Cassian are observing the guards because somebody new is being brought to the floor, and um, they're, they've observed that okay, anything that moves isn't electrified. Because look at the guy's hand; he's grabbing the railing or whatever, yeah. and it's like the guy. The guy is touching him with the, uh, you know, taser or whatever. That's the only way he's getting electrified. So that thing that moves isn't electrified. So we know the lift is. And uh, the guards up above, he's like, the guys that are up there that never come to the floor where the prisoners are, they know that uh, those guys aren't wearing the protective boots. They're just wearing normal boots. So yeah. that's another observation they've made um, while the they're in prison. Learning the behaviors of the guards. Yeah. And the, and the kind of way that the, the system works within this prison here. And they're fleshing out the relationship as well yeah. with um, the the floor manager, uh, Kino Loy, which is uh, Gollum's character. Um, <laughs> no, not Gollum. Um you know who I'm talking about, Andy yes. Circus, yes. um, the actor that plays him. Yes. So they're showing they're showing them two together now, and these are kind of guys that are at odds. And then they're well, they, he firmly believes that the system he is totally bought into mm-hmm. that the system that is in place is real, and that's how it functions. Yeah. Meaning that you do X amount of shifts, mm-hmm. and after you've done X amount of shifts, you are released from your prison sentence. Right. He and you get your rewards yes. for doing this. You well, know, you get his, the better his, food. His whole mental survival you can tell is built around this structure this Mm -hmm. idea that the prison does truly function that way right and that's kind of pulled out from under him in this episode you want to talk about that um so yeah the um there's hints early in the episode they've always shown the old guy olaf struggling like to keep pace with everybody else but early in the episode uh one of the other guys is like we just talked about this two minutes ago you don't remember and he's like no 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 come on we're up a rack let's go they called the thing they're building a rack um or maybe they're talking about like once they install all five of them on or however many yeah what whatever they're talking about whatever whatever the number is gear yeah whatever yeah and so you could already see him starting to deteriorate and then eventually it gets to a point where um they bring in is it when they bring in the new prisoner that this happens um no but then he starts falling apart towards the end of the shift you see it like three or four times here uh, of him of them having a shift and him getting worse and worse and worse Mm -hmm. first it's he he forgets something that he asked a couple minutes prior yeah then it becomes or or, or actually at first it's some numbness in his hand Mm -hmm. and then the next one it's he's forgetting something that was talked about two minutes ago and that then it's it's it seems to be like a constant state of confusion Mm -hmm. of like oh yeah wait we're doing this now and we're doing this now where like he's not able to keep up with the basic things that they do for 12 hours straight or however long it is every day for every shift he's starting to struggle with that his yeah. mental faculties are struggling for some reason and you don't know why yet but he's struggling he's it, struggling you can see he's not doing well physically. it gets to a point where he finally just collapses while they're on the job and they're like yeah. they're, they're but they're trying to keep it a secret for some reason i don't understand well i think they're worried about uh probably the whole you know unit there on that floor floor or they're not i forget what floor they are um they're worried five two d five two d there you go because they were talking about uh floor two which we'll get into mm-hmm. um where they're probably worried about that they're worried about just 
you know, getting him back to the cells or getting him to, to get some medical help uh, and, and, and maybe not making it obvious that he's not doing well. I, I yeah, because in between uh, shifts, um, they, uh, they suddenly, they're trying to, commu- you know, they cut to uh, Todd who's prison, communicating. Prison sign language. And they find out that um, something happens in between, you know, the transit shift, from the, the, shift from the, from the floor where they're working to their cells. Yeah. They're all stuck in that like causeway, that like tube pathway right. between the two. Right. Right. Um, and yeah, then the power shuts down for a bit and they're yep. like, what the hell's going on here? This hasn't happened. And everybody's know, freaking while. out and they're trying to figure it out. And then one of the managers, Zitska or something like yeah. that, um, is talk like the, the Andor's manager, um, Loy is talking to the other manager and he's like, do you know what's going on or whatever? And, uh, it gets to a point, uh, where I'm, I'm, of course a a few scenes later is when Olaf collapses in the the hallway or he collapses on the shift, but they're trying to figure out what happens because something happens. And then shortly after that is when Olaf, the next shift, he's just out. Um, and and before he's, before he has what you find out and is is a stroke, mm -hmm. um, they're talking about when they're stuck in that, that causeway, that, that, that junction between the the working area and their cells is that one of the other floors, something's happened, something Mm -hmm. drastic. That's why they're stuck there and they're waiting and the power goes out briefly. And the rumor is that they were all fried. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They, They don't have confirmation yet. And now we come to the the the, the scene where we're we're seeing uh, I didn't I forgot his name was Olaf um, I just think of Frozen every time yeah I I know and <laughs> do you want spelled with a U U L A M and uh, he has his his stroke and they carry him off into that that pathway in between the mm-hmm. two and then they they call for a, a medic. medical a medical unit yeah he tells and the other manager to call for a medic. Um, a medic essentially medic yeah and it's Andor and Kinloy just there with Olaf and and holding him essentially trying to stabilize him mm-hmm. waiting for that medic the medic shows up and this is one just like defeated motherfucker right well like not only is, that but it's another prisoner yes, that's what's interesting uh, he's, right he's in a white uniform but it's a blue stripe instead of an orange stripe like the rest of them which I thought was kind of interesting they, I was like, yeah, to, dis- to give weird. the visual uh, dis- that, uh, 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 difference between them yeah I thought that was cool his skill level's different or yeah. they just happen to what's your occupation oh I'm a doctor and it's like oh great we need prisoners and medics um, to yeah. care for, uh, you know, the the rest of the prisoners. You'll do just fine. And it, it makes sense. That's a cool little touch of detail that he's in different colors. You, mm-hmm. they, they started off by he walks up and the, the scene where you first see him, you're seeing his feet first yeah. to, to show you, yes, he is a prisoner because he has no shoes on. Ah, that's a pretty good visual cue. Yeah. yeah. I was like, huh, it's an immediate visual a, cue that he prisoner? is a prisoner. The medic unit is a prisoner. Mm-hmm. It pans up. Yes, he's got different, not, uh, different colors, but, you know, he doesn't have shoes on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he comes over. And, and he's got the doctor bag. Right. And he's got the bag. He comes over. Uh, 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 to assess to, um, uh, to help and see what's going on diagnose right off the bat he's kind of like you know you can't do shit for people uh, we're all gonna die mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's super dark yeah, yeah. Um, and they end up essentially euthanizing yeah <laughs> also Olaf. fucked up so the, they're like can you help him can he just he, Ken Loy this is where Ken Loy has everything that Kino Loy Kino Loy whatever um, has everything that he believes is the true structure of this prison. The system that he believes is real pulled out from under him is he's like, Hey, this guy's only got, I think he says like 47 shifts left yeah, and like, then he's free. He's he like, gets yeah, to leave. On. Can you just make him so he can get through just 47 more shifts, which mm-hmm. is probably another motivator to why they don't want anybody to see that he's not doing well because he's almost out. He's right, almost right, done. Exactly. 
Um, and uh, the the doc's like, I can't do anything for him. He had a mm-hmm. stroke. Yeah. So they fucking euthanize him on yeah. the spot. And he's like, hey, this is a mercy mm-hmm. because we're all going to die in a much worse way. Yeah. And that is when the the, the medic spills the beans. Mm-hmm. And Kinaloy is like, hey. It turns out they know each other, the yes. medic and this other guy. They haven't seen you around. And he's like, where would I be? Um, he's like, I've been here. You just haven't seen me. Right. Because I'm off doing, you know. Watching terrible youth, shit across this whole. Euthanizing other yes. prisoners. And he, and he spills the beans, essentially. He's like, um, there was somebody on floor two mm-hmm. that he was supposed to leave. He was yeah. done. He mm-hmm. was he was going to be let let go. And they just moved him over to floor four. Mm-hmm. And then floor four found that out. Or, yeah, he's like, he said the prisoner or the, the guards made a mistake on where they shuffled people around because nobody goes in or out. They just bring people in. And then yes. anybody that says, oh, you've served your sentence, guess where you're going? They just move them to another floor. An, another another area, another uh, prison, another section doing something else. But it's like, why wouldn't the prisoners speak up and say, hey, this is where I came from? Um, and that's where you presume that they, they messed up. But he should have maybe been sent to a totally different prison and been like, you know, yeah, you did this. So now you're going to have X amount. Like, it seems like the bureaucracy of what. Mm-hmm. And this is where you, know, you can kind of tie into the nobody's listening. Yeah. Um, the the profound arrogance, the the hubris of of the empire to where they do care in specific, very siloed situations like the ISB mm-hmm. about, Hey, we saw this activity happening. Now let's just rip it apart in the most brutal way to find out what's happening. And then at other times, like in this, you know, this prison internment Everything camp here, they don't care because they're not foreseen. listening. And yeah. It's, yeah. It, you have a conversation <laughs> between Kinaloy and, and Cassian where it, uh, Andor's like, how many guards are there regularly? Mm-hmm, like, give mm-hmm. me information. And he's like, no, yeah, he's I firmly tr- believe in this system. He's you- trying to find a way out. Yes. Um, and he's trying to, you know, buddy up to Kino Loy in order to get this information. And he's like, he's like, he's like, he tells him, he's like, look, I'm out in 247 shifts or something yeah, like that. He's like, like that. I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize that. Yeah. So fall in line. And I think that's what, um, I think even the doctor says that to him. He's like, you got to keep your men in line, buddy. He's like, if, he's like, if you don't, you're going to wind up with problems. He's like, you're well, you're all like going to get floor. fried. Yeah, you're going to wind up like floor two, um, where they just zap all of you at once, 100 guys. Um, and that's where it all kind of falls out for him. Is he very, and that's probably why, you know, he's the the lead of that floor. And he's like, tell he me everything you know. System. Yeah, yeah, he's like, and then Andor's probing him. He's like, just, look, just tell me everything you know before you leave. Don't worry about it. And he's like, we won't make a move until you're gone, I guess. Or he's like, who knows? Maybe this information, he's like, Maybe whatever you tell me won't be useful until after you're gone. I'm but, not sure. But, Kino- like, but tell me something. And, and Kinaloy clearly you know, is 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 not going to do that. Right. He believes in the system, and he's worried that somebody might hear what's going on. And that's where Cassian's like, nobody's listening. Yeah, this is they don't we care hear, about us. Hear the line. We, um, we come here, we manufacture this thing for them, this hip joint. Yeah, and then you know we come back to ourselves. All they care about is that they turn the the switch on to electrify the floors twice a day. Right, that, right. That's that's his line essentially. Yeah. Like, that's that's all that's they, all worry they care about. about. Yeah, they're, and not, they're not listening for them and their their inner workings to try and break out. Like they don't care. The yes. line that I wrote down was, uh, "We're cheaper than droids and easier to replace." Yes. Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. Slave and yeah, we labor. We just hear them. One hundred and one. Mm-hmm. And that's all they are. It's slave labor. They're not even prisoners anymore. They are slaves. Because and that's right. where Kinaloy Ken, finally kind of has that uh, epiphany. Not, not, maybe not epiphany, but realization of like 
this system isn't that I believe that I'm going to get out isn't mm -hmm. real. They just shuffle you around to another prison, another section, or they kill you, or they kill the entire select uh, you know, floor of hundred guys. Yeah, you know, and they don't care. We are nothing to them, and you're never getting out. So if you want to live and actually get out, then you need to break the fuck out. And <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. at the very end of the episode, ep episode, he is on board. He is now fully. You can tell because the same question that. Uh, Andor was asking him in their cells then where he's like nope I got my 217 shifts left fuck off mm -hmm, do what you're mm -hmm. told now he's like there's 12 guards never more than 12 guards he is per on floor. board yeah. yeah, per floor so, so they, are, they are ready to start planning this to, to break out yeah so now they're trying to dig into it um, and learn as much about how uh, they're imprisoned because um, yeah they're in tubes that go in and out from the work areas and I don't and then you've got their um, uh, what's it called You've got their living quarters. Um, yeah. And it's kind of weird how it's all connected because the anybody new comes in from above them. And then uh, when the prison doctor came in to the hallway, which I'm guessing leads to their living quarters because yeah. they just they all they do is walk from their living quarters to the work area and that's it. And then walk back. Yeah. Um, at least if I'm drawing a mental map of how this there's place essentially is. only three places they ever go. Yeah. Their cells, the causeway the tubular mm -hmm. like long uh a hallway there to lead to the working area floor and mm -hmm. then the working area itself that's the only three areas they ever see yeah and there's windows in the, the that causeway and that's where they're doing that sign language to communicate with the other yeah floors. yeah exactly um well i that's pretty much it yeah the, we're, we're uh, left we're left at now that everything's being set set the stage is being set dangerous stage is being set of them finding uh, potentially the buyer and, and this whole what they believe to be a network of rebels. Mm -hmm. um, Karn is set there with his little uh, chode for, for Daedra. Um, <laughs> Bix is imprisoned and being kept alive as a witness. But That's still under observation wants. by Cinta. So we know that Cinta's there, yes. but they haven't shown Cinta in this episode. So who knows what happens next. Yes. And then... And Mon Mothma is being set up to try to, you know, uh, hide the funds that she's been using for these uh, rebellion actions, mm -hmm. this 400,000 uh, credits, and going to be meeting a mobster to yeah. try and do that, which she is very not psyched about, but she has she, few to no other options, essentially. So everybody's, their stage is set for some big uh, drama, what, what mm -hmm. have you, is going to happen, a conclusion to these events and these problems that they have. Yeah. So we're going to see so, a prison break. We're going to see something happen to Mon Mothma. Uh, with a, a mobster, um, mm -hmm. Daedra may or may not peg Karn. Uh, my <laughs> fingers are crossed. <laughs> and Andor is gonna be breaking out of prison. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll we'll see how they do it. Um, yeah. It's probably something that they're gonna save for the last episode. Maybe I don't know. We're not sure. Um, and yeah, they introduced Saw Guerrera a couple episodes ago. So uh, and Luthen was just trying to sell him some stuff, but. Yeah. Uh, and which he didn't buy any of. Uh, you get more of those characters from Rogue you, One popping up, connected. Yeah, so now it's going to be interesting to see like how they tie this all together. Um, but we'll find out. Stay tuned for we the next will. episode. You so want to go ahead and give us your rating here? Um, about to say how many lightsabers? Uh, this one is, again, a four. I, okay. It was interesting. It was a lot of buildup. I feel so invested in a, in a whole love line between mm -hmm. two evil characters. Um I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. And it, that's all it was. It was all just fat. It was all just build up, setting the stage. But it was interesting setup, right? Like, it's. Mm -hmm. I think one of the hardest things to do is to keep an audience engaged and have that setup, that build up, that background, that drama yeah. with your characters where there's no action, 
right? It's it's there's no it, there's the suspense of what's the buildup, but it's 45 minutes of only buildup. Right, That's all right. it is. How do you keep somebody captivated and engaged in that and wanting to watch more? I think that's really really hard to do, and they did a really good job again in yeah. this episode. So uh, it, the only way it could have been better is if they uh, they had been able to squeeze in some more like fun action visuals, mm-hmm. uh, which would make it a five. But you know, like they, yeah. they have to have this fat this this. It's not even filler. It's setting the stage. Right. So you feel like it's appropriate. You're enjoying it. I mean, still yet again doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, by far the most interesting part was uh, just how they keep bringing Karn back into the story. And it's like, <laughs> he's, uh, again, whether, love him or hate him or love to hate him, whatever you, whatever you want to say about the the character, um, it's kind of interesting that, that he's still here and, you know, what, what he's going to do. Um, I sincerely hope that he dies at the end because I feel like that would be the true full circle for, for somebody like that who's so self-righteous and younger and, and, and believes in this thing in a self-destructive manner. is like mm-hmm. the only conclusion is being your own worst enemy, which is how most people are to begin with to some degree. Right, right. And if that could be intertwined with Daedra with a little bit of pegging and, you know, leather and, and whips and chains <laughs> oh and stuff. I mean, that, that Dom angle that he clearly wants, uh, uh, mm. that'd be great. Okay, well. I can't well, wait to see more of that. I'm glad to know what your internet search history is full of. <laughs> um, so for me, as far as the number of lightsabers, um, I think I'll give this one, uh, I don't know, somewhere between three or four, just because, um, again, it's a setup episode, um, but what happens is still pretty cool, um, just because the... The way these characters are talking, the the emotions yeah. they're having, the feelings they're having, the the motivations they have, yeah. um, it's kind of interesting to see how the you know creators of the show are portraying this stuff, and you're learning more about um, the prison that they're in, and again, the, just the levels of cruelty you know, upon levels of further cruelty and evil that are just behind their yeah. motivations and how these people, you know, these Imperials, um, just <laughs> revel in what they're doing. Do um, the characters feel real to you, though? Yeah, they feel they feel real. Um, That's and the that important part. That they would exist in yes. this universe. Um, e- even the bad ones, Daedra and Karn, they feel like real people. And that's why it's so fun to be engaged in seeing those stories. They feel yeah. real. It's It's good writing. Yeah, it's but good writing. Now that uh, um, again, I'm I'm really looking forward to the next episode just because I want to see what they do with Saw Gerrera, who yeah. was such a cool character in uh, Rogue One. Yeah, and sure. uh, yeah, I want to know what Sinta's doing. The people that are free and you know available to move around. And um, I just want to see what's going on with Karn and Daedra now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this weird uh, bad romance yes. that um, um, that they're you know hinting at is super super funny um what's going to what's going to happen um i'm oh, sorry wrong sound effect we're just going to hear a lot of uh, yes master karn's heavy breathing and yes. him saying yes master a lot um or yes mistress it's clearly a lot. what he wants um but anyway um can't wait for the next one yeah, yeah, exactly. That was good stuff. Um, sure. Looking forward to the next episode. I don't know what it's called. Um, well, yeah, we've had another casualty in this episode, which was sad to see that character go. But it, you knew he was going to die. It was just I, a matter of how and when. Sad. It was just an old ex-con. It reminded me of Shawshank Redemption, the one guy who gets free and then he hangs um, himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I can't live life on the outside. Um, but anyway, um, 
that's been our show. I know I started the music kind of late here, and then I'm going to have a very, very long intro, which my brother hates. Whatever. But, uh, <laughs> Whatever. Until next time. Yeah, until next time. Uh, Chewy, get us out of here. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, sorry. That wasn't loud enough. Chewy, get us out of here. Oh, there we go. <laughs> we'll add some more sound effects at some point. Um, okay. Again, it's it's just overall laziness. Um, no. so I'm still teaching myself how to utilize the video. Oh, I've been Luca, your host. With me, my co-host AJ, as always. It's Mike great. was sitting this one out. Um, so hopefully we'll have him back on the next episode. We'll all be united once again. I always love when it's the three of us. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, tweet us at Star War or at SW Rewatch Pod. Send us an email, uh, Star Wars Rewatch Podcast at gmail.com. Say hello, and we'll go from there. Thanks for listening. Bye.